Welcome, one and all, back to, to Sky Pirate Radio, uh, the, the only podcast that now doubles as a volleyball training tool. We've run out of the money recently, and we've had to, to double our podcast as an encouragement for players of volleyball. I'm your host, Jay, so I have a few lines here now. Oh, that's, you're doing so good. That's great volleyball. Keep going. Now, that one was over the net. Oh, Kevin, coming in hot, my co-host, with, with, a, with a beautiful piece of encouragement for all the volleyball players out there. Uh, do you have any more morsels um, for us, Kevin? You're number one. You can spike it. You can set it up. You know, this is a team sport, so don't be afraid to share the ball around. Yeah, don't be afraid. And, and if you're listening to this by yourself on the, on the volleyball court, so to speak, uh, don't be afraid to share your earpods. Uh, with other players if you feel like they're not playing they're not performing quite as well as they could uh, i've set it up so every 20 minutes an alarm will go off and we'll have a little bit of, uh, more encouragement for the people that's okay. the that's the deal we've made it is a growing market that's right um speaking of growing markets uh we're working i don't know if that that works so well <laughs> perfect segue we're working uh, very hard on our game, Wild River Outlaws working title at the moment. Uh, as you might have seen on our Twitter, at Sky Pirate Radio. There's a lot of lovely little moving pictures of the game and stuff you can see. He's fine moving pictures. Uh, it's going good. We're putting in some new characters uh, and stuff and putting in new fun things for you to shoot and things happen. Uh, kind of doing a bit of a refactor of all the of the basic stuff and making it more kind of streamlined and more arcadey and you can kind of swap characters out and they have like special tag in moves and stuff so it's going to be a very it's going to be a very uh, chaotic and juicy and a real feast a real feast for the senses cowboy adventure feast for the senses cowboy adventure is uh our other working title for the game. <laughs> yeah, we got a few. Yeah, but uh, if, if you wanted to see development as it was going on, Kevin uh, has uh, just done his first stream on Twitch. That's true, I did. I was not as confident earlier, but now I am, and I'm mm. ready. I'm ready to share uh, me making a computer game with the world. I was born to stream. You can probably catch the, uh, the first... The first stream still on Twitch. I think it's up for like a week or something like that. So you could probably mm-hmm. still catch that one. And uh, uh, you're planning to stream at the moment every every Monday. Is that right, Kevin? Yes. 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 We'll see how we go. Hopefully we can add some add some, add some more days and uh, get some people coming along. Yeah. And uh, be a little nice little cowboy video game family. A little family of cowboys. Uh, add a little zest to your Monday. <laughs> With, uh, with one of Kevin's <laughs> streams. But yeah, as well as that, uh, we'll have a newsletter up very soon, we're hoping, uh, with some more details about this uh, Root and Tootie Cowboy game. Uh, exclusive details, so make sure you sign up for our mailing list uh, at the website, which I believe is skypiratestudios.com forward slash wildriveroutlaws. No spaces or dashes or anything, or it's linked on our Twitter as well. Yep. There will be sentences in that newsletter that do not appear anywhere else. With all the plugging of, of our cool new game out of the way, I wanted to address why it's been a bit since our last podcast. Kevin, you've been, you've been out on the hunt. You've been exploring the world. That's true. I've been in America. I was in America for the whole, uh, for th- 
three months from March to June at some time, and it was a real a real whirlwind tour. Let me tell you. <laughs> I bet. Did you did you go around the uh, the whole of the America? Did you? Yeah, we saw a lot of it. So we we started in uh, San Francisco for uh, the mm. game GDC Game Developers Conference, and then we w- flew to uh, Austin, Texas, and then we flew to New York. Then we got a bus up to Portland, Maine, and then we got, I think, another another bus to Canada. And then we caught a train that went all across uh, from the east of Canada to the west side. And we went to Vancouver and to Seattle and rented a car and camped for the rest of it about a, a month and, and a bit down uh, the west coast in California. Went to lots of national parks. Uh, and it was a, a, a great time. Before you get proper into any of any of your details, your sorted details, which I'm sure you you have you have a lot of. Oh, they 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 are sorted. They're sorted and they're juicy. But I did have some. I had a list of questions and queries I had for you about uh, your trip before anything that I wanted to get out of the way because I think I okay. think these are the things that the people want to know. All right. I if nothing I am if nothing prepared to do this for the people. Yes, you are a vessel, uh, for the people today. <laughs> I am. So first question. This is an important one. We're starting strong. Okay. Did you meet uh, at any point the Noid, uh, the infamous pizza stealing Domino's mascot? I did not personally meet the Noid. I may have seen evidence of... I may have seen Noid tracks. Right. You know, empty pizza boxes, just kind of long footprints, uh, like a shadow with some ears on the top of the head. But I didn't I didn't personally see the Noid. Little footsteps uh, ticking away down an alley. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're saying that you did... While you did not personally witness the Noid with your eyes, you, it, it's possible that he could have been in your proximity. It's and you possible just... he was there. Same with Bigfoot. That is that is good to know, but it, I'm afraid it's not a concrete answer, so I'm going to have to skip a few of these questions I have. <laughs> I had a few about the Noid here, in case of any Noid sightings. Uh, so I'll, I'll just skip right here. Okay, uh, did you go to an IHOP? I did go to an IHOP, actually. We went to the IHOP that is uh, at... Uh, Niagara Falls on the Canada side. And That's cool. I think maybe we went to an IHOP. No, we went to the Denny's another time. But yeah, we went to the IHOP that was there. It was uh, in... It was... To get to that IHOP, you have to go through an arcade and then go up an elevator. Whoa. And it doesn't look... That's secret. It's, it's, it doesn't look like it was built to be an IHOP. It looks like it was just an empty room and then they put an IHOP in it. But did you did how was the pancakes though, Kevin? The pancakes are pretty good. They have right. the little that they, they give you the the syrups. There's a syrup and like a butter a butter one and a blueberry one and a strawberry one. I think that they just sit at your table. You can have as much as you want. And we got some pancakes and it was pretty good. But it was also pretty expensive. Like those the 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 sit down ones, like the IHOP and the and the Denny's were uh, more expensive than I was expecting them to be. Hmm. The, re- the real good diner, you want to go to Black Bear Diner in California. That's the good stuff. Well, what kind of stuff do they have? Just like diner stuff, but they give you like all the servings really big and uh, 
it's it's pretty cheap and, and it's full of like a bear. There's bears inside. Yeah. The one that when I went when I went to the to the uh to it, they were mm. preparing some balloons for somebody's birthday who was coming in later that day. I hope they had a royalty free uh, birthday song of their own about bears. Yes. <laughs> I I sure hope they did too. Yeah, I forget. I got some sort of sandwich, and then we got a uh, banana cream pie, which we had. We took it and oh had it God. later, and it was pretty nice. That sounds nice. Now, speaking of, of delicious food, I have I have another one here that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Did you go to Outback Steakhouse at any point? We didn't go to Outback Steakhouse. I did see the ad. Mm. I did see ads for Outback Steakhouse on TV. Get a little taste of home, Kevin. I know, right? I felt I felt right at home. It's not. It's it's like uh, it's just crocodile Dundee. That's that's still what they think Australia is. I have no idea what a bloomin' onion is, but that's <laughs> on their menu. <laughs> like, I bet I bet it would just be a strange. Like, here is a. Yeah, who knows what it is? Because like nothing, I don't expect them to sell anything that's actually Australian. I guess. It's the uh, it's the idea of of Australia, I guess. You have a big, you have something, some sort of uh, soup that you eat out of a big Ned Kelly helmet. Yep, they got Ned Kelly's helmet. I don't know how, but <laughs> they've been using it's, it at Outback it's Steakhouse. The, it's the real one. It's the original one. How <laughs> disrespectful to to our uh, favorite Culture. murderer. Yes. And our next question. I just added this one. When I heard you went to Maine, when you went to Maine, did you did you see Stephen King or any any Stephen King like apparitions or creatures? I didn't see Stephen King, but I wasn't thinking about that. But now that you mention it, it uh, it is pretty. It's that it's the snowy. We, when the when we went there, it was completely it was covered in snow. So in like Australia, we don't see any of that. Um, so it was really weird. It was like all the roads are covered in ice and all the everything's in like a foot of snow. And we walked around and uh in Portland, the main where we were, there were a bunch of cool like vintage shops and uh there was one that had like toys and like comics in the front and then down the back it had a bunch of pinball machines and stuff. Oh, that's there were lots awesome. of cool places there. Yeah, I got some uh I got some garbage pail kids, although I don't think I got them in in that place, I got uh, dinosaur attacks cards, which are like it's like Mars attacks, but uh, they're just dinosaurs really gruesomely killing people. And uh, I got a copper, I got a pack of uh, Robo RoboCop two tops cards. So you got well. some sweet loot uh, from yeah, uh, the home of Stephen King. <laughs> it does feel it does feel Stephen Kingy, you know. You think about the like the Innsmouth stuff and stuff. I wasn't thinking about it that at the time, but it totally makes sense. It's kind of uh like it's nice and it's kind of homey and cozy, but it's it's uh kind of a, a gray place. It's a world of ominous horror hidden beneath. Yeah. It's cuz they're always eating those lobsters. <laughs> That's the reason. A lo- what? A lobster's cursed? I don't understand this piece of law. Well, they're, they're like well they're like nasty underwater insects. It just Eating them, eating them, uh, I think just, it gives, it's like a curse. I reckon they get cursed from eating them, probably. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Uh, tip for our uh, listeners, you probably shouldn't eat lobsters, because you'll get a curse. <laughs> little, little piece of, little, little known fact for you. Um, next, next question I had for you. Uh, were you constricted by a snake <laughs> at any point you know, while you were in America? I got yep. close. 
So really, on, uh, on in Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, on about uh, the second or third turn, you go into a room full of snakes, and there's a big animatronic snake who uh, kind of lunges at you. And the one time we were in the prime position to uh, come face to face with that snake, but that's the closest I got to being constricted. I didn't even see another one. Later, we were kind of camped out in what was, you know, felt pretty deserty uh, in uh, LA, and there were like lots of hares there, and also at night, which surprised me, there was heaps of toads. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> Just toads hopping around. One time we were driving, uh, we were driving back to the campsite at night time, and the road's just covered in toads. You gotta look out for them and avoid them. Oh uh, well, I can skip my next question, which is, uh, were you, uh, <laughs> were you seen by a group of frogs in America? So I can, I'll go over that <laughs> I one. I was. Uh, did you go to Disneyland? I did go to Disneyland, and I loved it. We had four days. I went to Disneyland. I went to uh, California Adventure, rode Indiana Jones five times, Big Thunder Mountain five times. They were they were my favorites. Holy shit! Um, Some say you're still there. <laughs> Yeah, I still I bought the I got the season pass. Um, no, yeah, it was really good. It was really uh kind of inspiring as well to see all the like little tricks and stuff because it's you know making a ride is in some way similar to making games in that uh you know there's little there's little tricks and stuff that you can do to make effects and yeah little 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 easy workarounds that that little, aren't yeah little treats. There's a the Indiana, yeah, the, I love the the Indiana Jones ride was my favorite one. You go on, you have kind of the track, and then you're you're in a jeep, and the vehicle's on a track, but then there's hydraulic arms on it to make it like jerk around, like the tires are going over bumps and stuff. And then each of there's like twelve different personalities for the different jeeps, and sometimes they're like super skiddy, and sometimes they're super bumpy. <laughs> and then you like you'll go through a room where. It's like the blow darts, and they have all like the blow dart sounds, and they shoot, uh, they shoot bursts of wind out of the wall to make you feel like they're going past you. It's pretty good. It's got a lot of good Indiana Jones stuff in it. Is this a more recent ride? It's been there since like the nineties, but oh, you wow. just kind of okay. you don't like hear about it that much as a, as a ride. But it is, it is, it has a l- pretty long wait time the whole day, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's not kind of... You don't think about it, at least, you know, before I went to Disneyland, I wasn't really thinking about it as much as I would imagine, you know, Space Mountain and stuff and Pirates of the Caribbean and... What's the other one? Like Haunted Mansion? But uh, Mm. Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye totally rules and is the best ride there. Sounds pretty sick. But uh, at Disneyland, Kevin, did you see Mickey Mouse? Yes. I saw Mickey Mouse lots of times. What did you say to him? <laughs> did, I did... Uh, one time I was uh, at a dance party with... Uh, Mickey Mouse. Star-Lord, of course, from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and I I was putting sunscreen on because I didn't want to get burnt. And I was, I was laughing because I was enjoying the dance party so much. And he singled me out and <laughs> said... I see I see that you're laughing, but you're not dancing. Uh, wow. And then just sit to dance with him and also did a fist bump with him later. So it's it's amazing to be in the you know, just 
he's right there, and you can go and read. The actor was pretty good. He did a pretty good job. Uh, in California Adventure, there's also a Mickey Mouse who will... Uh, I think they might have it in uh, the kind of meeting Mickey Mouse in Disneyland as well, but he will... They have the costume now, so it can, like, talk. He can move the mouth and the eyes will blink. <laughs> and so in California Adventure, there's this this show that happens where a bunch of, like, dancers come out who are supposed to be newsies and they come out and they sing and dance for, like, a pretty long time. <laughs> and then Mickey Mouse comes out and he's, he's come here and they're all talking about how they're following their dreams in California. And ah. it's, 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 it's weird. It's weird. Sounds pretty good to me. I don't know. Did you see those, uh, <laughs> those animatronic presidents? Were they there? No, they were shut down. The, yeah, oh. I forget what it's called, but yeah, the the presidents was shut down. They would instead uh, we could treat ourselves to a sneak peek of Disney's Aladdin. Oh, nice. Yeah, the the, the animatronic presidents started acting out, and they had to, to shut it down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're building something new. Or they how was how was Aladdin? Aladdin was I don't know. Aladdin was. The sneak peek I saw was really bizarre. They were so it was mostly the the sneak peek was uh one jump, which w- was weird because it had parts it has parts that in it where they're like running away from the guards or whatever, and they're walking, but they're like walking at normal speed and then they've sped up the footage. Oh, <laughs> and it looks oh, really cheap and weird. Yeah, so to be clear, this is the this is a preview for the, the new film that's been released, right? Yes, yeah, it's out now, so it's not yeah, it's not as exciting. Not a spoiler to hear that one jump is in it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. There are lots of the yeah, there are lots of crazy rides. There. Another great one is uh, in California Adventure. They got the Cars ride, Radiator Springs <laughs> races. Which is a very good ride. <laughs> is it really? You get in the car. It is. I, it's. I. You know. It's surprising. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have expected to like it so much. But it's new, and so it's got a lot of really good uh, stuff in it. So it starts off kind of like a dark ride, like some of the like Fantasyland ones in uh, Disneyland, where it's like, oh, it's nighttime, and you're like running through the Radiator Springs or whatever, and then it kind of branches off into two. Uh, an important thing is that there's they have cars animatronics in there. They've got Mater, and he looks real. It's like from the movie has come alive. It's it's um, incredible and it's a little upsetting. He 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 rolled on over to you and said, "I see you're you're laughing, but why aren't you dancing?" <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> they they all said that to me for some reason and it that it uh yeah they just like more a, more and more serious each time it's like an episode of twin peaks they're giving you a warning or <laughs> um and then after the dark road part it splits oh, i'm afraid uh that the volleyball encouragement uh, okay has, yep hasn't started oh, keep going with the volleyball that's great uh okay yeah knock it spike it so here's what happens in the volleyball they knock it over and then someone has their hands down low and they I forget what that one's called, but it just bounces up in the air, and then another person comes up and they do the set. That's where they got the spider fingers, and mm. then someone else spider hopefully will fingers. come down and spike it. So you got well, they just kind of like if you put your hands together, and then you spread all your fingers kind of apart like it's a little basket. 
and then you wiggle them around like it's a spider. <laughs> you don't wiggle them. You just kind of you kind of claw the ball. Anyway, remember in your <laughs> volleyball, you only got the three touches before you got to get it over the net. So make them count. That's right. All right, back to your. St- what, what were you saying, Kevin? Before before our so, volleyball. So after the dark ride part, you also go. Yeah, you go through like Radiator Springs, and you see the like the Jeep guy and the van guy. Uh, and then the, it splits in two, and then you're getting ready for the race. So you either go into, like, the spray, the paint shop, and they, like, spray your car, and I think they, it's, like, air or water in it, and then they, it's like they're painting it. And then uh-huh. the other one is the little Italian guys, and they change your tires, and the, the vehicle goes, like, boop, up on the side as they change the wheels out. And then you drive past a mirror where they use, like, they project rims onto the tires to make it look like they've changed them. And then you come out and then you're next to another car and then the last part is like a roller coaster and you race them to the end. That sounds that does sound very sick. It is. It's a it's a yeah, it's a it's a very it's a like a varied experience. It goes through uh, lots of different stuff. I didn't go on the uh the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower of Terror cuz I was too scared. But uh, I will next time. Wait, it's different from the the regular Tower of Terror. Yeah, so it's rethemed as uh, it's rethemed Guardians of the Galaxy. So the idea is that you're in like the collector's collection, I think, and then all these monsters are in these conveyor belts. Mm. And so Rocket is like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make the thing go up and down real fast and you're going to scream and that's going to distract the other monsters away from, uh, you know, the Guardians as they try and break out. And then as you go up and down, there's like different screens and there's different scenes where, uh, you know, something funny will happen with uh, Peter Quill (laughs) and Groot and whatever. And apparently there's a few different like songs that play as, you know, the classic those kind of Gordian, the the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of songs, and there's the kind of randomizes how it goes up and down each time. But yeah, it's basically just it's a retheme of Tower of Terror. Does it sound? Oh, oh, I I was gonna say it doesn't sound too scary, but I think I think that refers to maybe like going. You mean like going up and down really fast on that thing? That'd yeah, be, yeah, yeah. That's the part that I am not. I was not so interested in because yeah. they have the Incredicoaster as well, which opened not too long ago, which is a roller coaster that's. It's pretty, I mean, it's like a family coaster, but it's pretty, it's, it's the most full on, well, apart from the Tower of Terror, it's the most full on ride, Mm. uh, at the, at the park. And it's, yeah, it's got like a loop in it. I've never done a roller coaster, probably, I have probably haven't even done a roller coaster at all, let alone one with a loop in it, but I did it. And the loop, the loop wasn't the bad part. The, the worst part is when it has like a, you go up and then there's a super big drop because uh, that makes your, like, stomach fall out. But when you're doing the loop, you're pushed down into your seat the whole time, so it's not as scary. Yeah, I've never, I've never, ever, ever been on a roller coaster that has had a loop. I don't like... I don't reckon I'd like being upside down for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. I was pretty, I was pretty shook after, after the Incredicoaster. The one that, like, we went, we did Splash Mountain really early, which is the one with the, the, the log ride with the big drop. And then I was, <laughs> it took a little bit to, uh, calm me down after that one. I was, I, I left my body for a bit. 
Splash Mountain will do that to you. Yeah, so, well. So many people have come out of Splash Mountain ghosts because of that. <laughs> they just 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 empty husks with their souls. Yeah, exactly. Detached. You go too fast. <laughs> Um, Too fast. in California Adventure, there's another crazy ride called Soren, which is set like they have this, this big airplane hangar, and I w- I kind of knew that you were gonna fly around, and that was the idea behind Soren because you're like in a plane, but I was really not prepared for what it was gonna be like. Um, they have a like a huge wraparound screen, <laughs> so all you can see is the projection, which is like the the airplane footage and they like you're gliding around on the thing like they you're in a seat and then in, with next to other people and it lifts off the floor and then they they fly you around and it's it's very intense it's pretty <laughs> like it's pretty calm like the m- movement of the ride is calm is calm and it's not like it's not shaky and bumpy or a thrill ride but it is uh this it is kind of overwhelming to your senses it is very convincing the sensation of of flight yeah yeah it's incredible um Uh, what else do we do jacinta's jacinta's listening to the podcast and she's sending me all (laughs) writing down all the rides that i have to talk about still oh thank you jacinta (laughs) that is helpful Uh, is there there any uh is there anything else there uh yes let's talk about star tours so star tours has been around for a while it's like a simulator ride where there used to be some other guy now it's c3po and you go to the different planets and it's kind of they've got different segments for each of the planets uh so it's different each time the first time we went on it was like all all obscure prequel planets (laughs) Got like that one from the start of Attack of the Clones the where they're like one? on the on the cart. No, the one at oh. the very start when they're like on the cars in the city. Yeah, yeah, like yep. good. This iconic moment, and then like Kashyyyk, and then we got uh some of the new ones from the new movies with like the 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 like mining planet with all the red crystals and stuff and the dust. Also, a thing that they do on Star Tours is, like, the story is someone, one of the, one of the guests who's on the ride is, like, a spy for the Resistance, and they have a photo, and they, I don't know how it works, I guess they just pick a random person, or it's automatically does it, but it comes up on screen with one of the people that was in it, and one time, I was the Rebel Spy, Jace. Oh, no. And then Yoda came, and Yoda told us, you have to get him, you have to get him safe, back to the rebels. You have to get Kevin safe. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly, he said it, he said my name, he touched me gently on the head. I was, I was wondering, Kevin, what, what do you think would happen if, uh, if an actual spy was, was going on to Star Wars, right, and then he came up on the screen as a spy, well, their their cover would be blown immediately. I'm sure <laughs> they'd have to. Out. They'd have yeah. They'd have to assassinate everyone else on the ride to uh, maintain their cover. That's another one of the random events that can happen in a Disneyland ride. <laughs> That's yeah. It's just one of the wacky things. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. One of those little tricks, like game design. You know, <laughs> um, it's all part of the magic. Exactly right. Uh, were there any uh, any other sorted Disneyland details you'd like to 
you'd like to explore before we move on? Uh, yeah, it's all it's all pretty good. Um, hyperspace Mountain. So they the old <laughs> the hyperspace Mountain they re uh themed it to be Star Wars, but it's kind of just like there's some projections and stuff. It's really hard to see, <laughs> and it's really dark, and it's a really old roller coaster. So it's it's like also got one of the highest wait times because I guess it's the most thrilling ride at Magic Kingdom, but it's not very good. Um, mm. And also, I forgot with soaring, they uh, they also they put smells in, so that's part of it. I can't remember what any of the smells are. Oh yeah, grass. You like fly over a meadow and there'll be grass, or like the sea, stuff like that. It's pretty good. That's all I have to say about Disneyland. I think there was lots of that we saw the parades many times. Oh, there's Fantasmic. There's this show that they put on. It's called Fantasmic. It's not the fireworks show that happens after, but this is like one that happens in this like water area where like Mickey is out there and he points his fingers and jets of water shoot out, and then he like shoots sparks out of his fingers and then looks at his hands like they're magical. <laughs> looks at his hands like, what have I done? <laughs> what is this? Uh, and then. They like will they'll spray a bunch of like mist and then project stuff on it and there's this kind of story where Mickey is like going into his imagination or something, and then the actual pirate ship comes around and Captain Jack is having an adventure on that, uh, and then there's a giant maleficent dragon that comes out. It's a it's a very it's very impressive, and then at the end everyone is dancing on the. Uh, on the steamboat and it has there's a steamboat Willie Mickey is is piloting it and then on the back it has uh Woody who like it has all the characters that are there at the park are on that boat but at that on the back they have Woody who always just that the way that Woody head fits on a human body always makes it hilarious no matter what <laughs> they're doing <laughs> it's the little cherry on top right at the end is the humongous <laughs> big head a, by yeah, Woody that, head <laughs> oh boy, that that woody head, the way that it flops around because it's so tall. Now, now, Kevin, I did have one last question that has popped into my mind about Disneyland. Uh, you you yeah. uh, arrived there in uh, in America at the apex of uh, the Simpsons being bought by Disney. Was there any Simpsons representation at Disneyland? <laughs> the Simpsons, no. There's the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is is a weird one. It's it's um like it's a CGI Simpsons. So we we went to Universal Studios as well. Uh, we rode lots of stuff. Almost everything has uh like an excuse for an effect where they splash you with some water, which is like it's okay to do it. But if you're like it's when it happens every time, then it come it becomes a little forced. Um, but we went on, yeah, they had the Harry Potter ride. That was pretty wild, but it's like, Harry Potter. yeah, we went, we saw him in the flesh. They, so the Harry Potter ride is kind of a, it's a, like a hybrid kind of screens and animatronic stuff. So they'll put you in, you have like kind of four people, I think on a ride vehicle and they'll like put you up in front of like a mini soaring screen. So it wraps around. Um, you know, kind of the size of a of a room in a house, and then you're like flying over the Quidditch pitch and whatever, and then you'll drop down, and there'll be a like a real animatronic dragon. 
and so a lot of the effects and stuff were really good and convincing but it was the pacing was like in all the disneyland rides there's kind of a they have a sense of the pace where it starts off slow and then it picks up and there's there's a climax but this harry potter ride it's at a hundred the entire time from the very start so it doesn't feel like there's any real story happening it's just like here's a dragon here's the spiders here's the dementors Here's the Whomping Willow. They just have to try and get so much out of the way. They just put them one after the other. Boom, boom, boom. Harry Potter, Harry Potter. <laughs> so the we went on, yeah, the Simpsons ride, and it was the last... We went on it... We got in the line uh, just before the park closed. So the way that these things work is that like, if you get in the line before the park closes, they'll go through the line and let you go on it. Um, the days where we were at Disneyland, it opened at nine and was open until like midnight. But the, the day we went to Universal Studios, it was open from like 11 until six. And so there wasn't that much time to get on everything. So we kind of waited at like an hour, uh, like past closing. We were the very last people to go on the Simpsons ride. Uh, and all the, all the cast members were, were clearly pretty done with the day. Um, they replaced it's yeah there's a weird one it used to be the uh back to the future ride and it's built in a way so it's kind of a big dome projection screen like a planetarium but it's built in a way to try and give everyone uh so everyone's like seeing the same screen at the same time but they partition all the things off to make it feel like you're having your own personal experience in the Back to the Future one, it was DeLoreans, and this time it's some sort of Simpsons roller coaster thing. But it's weird because there's so much more. <laughs> like, we go into a room, normally you'll come into like a line room, and then everyone's getting on the ride vehicles and going in. But for this one, it's like you're in this thing, and then they take you like four by four and put you in your own little room, and that has the vehicle in it. And there's like, if you want to put stuff down, you can just leave it next to the wall in this little room. And then you go on, and then it it kind of it it lifts up in the air, and then you do the Simpsons ride, which was it was weird. The three D stuff was weird. It wasn't that Simpsonsy, apart from the part where uh, they do the um, they do the intro part of the Simpsons, where the car chases Homer through the, like the garage, and you're the car. That was a pretty good part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. but the rest of it was, it was very weird. Like Maggie turns into like a giant and, and then puts you in her mouth. And then that's when they squirt you with the water for that one. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. The, that sounds weird. It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's a old and it's weird. And they also, they built kind of a big, like the Simpsons ride is not really a good ride. But they have okay. the Simpsons, and so they built a pretty extensive Springfield kind of land, like a so landmass. There's, like du- there's <laughs> well, like just a bunch of things. They have a bunch of the building stuff. So you, there's like uh, this is the kind of the same thing at Disneyland. They'll have a bunch of storefronts, but mm. inside it's just kind of one shop. So in Springfield, they had like a Duff Brewery and like a Bumblebee Man taco stand. We got some nachos from there. And then on the other side, they've got, like, Moe's and a Krusty Burger. And then you can go inside, and there's a bunch of, um... There's a bunch of different kind of themed eating areas inside. There was one where we went to where it was, like... 
there's kind of like Moe's and like normal like crusty burger but then upstairs there's this room where it's like uh it's like prestigious like crusty it's like hard rock cafe but for crusty the clown okay. <laughs> and so it's all like things of crusty doing stuff and also they have uh like heaps of people who like have drawn the simpsons and they've written their name next to it so i don't know if they're like artists from the the comics or or who those people are but they were there were like a bunch of signed simpsons drawings all over the walls a lot of bongo comics alumni <laughs> yeah absolutely they got yeah there's the uh there's the they have the uh front of the android dungeon as well with the big the robot uh cardboard cutout so it's pretty fun to see some of that stuff in uh, in real life. <laughs> to see the sets that they filmed The Simpsons on. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, this, how, because The Simpsons is real. Uh, we went on the studio tour there as well. Um, what did it have? So there was like <laughs> the Universal Studios tour. When I went on it as a kid, they had some of the some of the same stuff. So there's like a part where there's this like kind of Mexico set where they have a flash flood. They pour all the like water down, and then they'll, you know, they pump it up again to use it for the next one. And mm-hmm. the part where you're like, you go into a station, and then uh, there's like an earthquake, and there's the like pipes burst, and like a the road falls down, and a truck falls down, and stuff. But since then, they've added these two new parts, which are King Kong, like 360. I forget what they call it. They have some special name for it. Uh, and also a Fast and the Furious one, oh, uh, but these ones yeah. so that on for the Universal Studios you are on a this thing it goes for like an hour right so it visited so many places the day that we were on it actually we went past we didn't get to really see it uh, but we went past where they were filming the Good Place uh, and so they had to turn the like ride the the sound off to be quiet while we went past when they were filming. Uh, oh. But this tram that's like, you know, 10 carriages long. So it's like the, the tour itself is so long that they got to have a really long ride vehicle to get enough people through it. They'll, yeah, there was just so many people on it. And then they, they'll drive into like a shed and then <laughs> they've got kind of an IMAX screen on the left side and on the right side. But it's not actually... And they're like massive screens. I believe them mm. when they they after the, you go on the thing, it's like these screens are the biggest screens in the entire world. And it's like I don't doubt that they're huge screens, but they're not really big enough to to actually capture your field of vision. So it kind of feels sure. more like you're in a you're in like a tissue box with like two strips <laughs> cut out of the sides, and you can see King Kong out of those. Um, and. Yeah, it's just not... Those parts aren't that exciting. But at the end, for the Fast and the Furious one, first there's this, like, screen. They've got this thing where it's, um... You come in, and there's all these, like, hot chicks dancing at, like, nightclub time for Fast and the Furious. But they're all two... They're all on a 2D plane. (laughs) Okay. It's like it's, uh... It's like one of those toys. There, There was some sort of toy where... There was like a, there was like a Tamagotchi, this little LCD character, but the screen was like inside a plastic set, so they could like sit down on a chair or something. It was oh, like yeah. that, but it was it was um, it was with people from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> just just a little flat rep- 
flat on a screen. Yeah, it was it was very strange. A lot of the a lot of the rides at Universal kind of had a lot of just like here's a screen and you look at it and things happen on the screen, which is not as impressive as uh, you know when you've got animatronics. But I guess the next stage will be when they can actually provide uh, you know holograms and then they can just make you see whatever they want you to see. Yep, hologra- holographic 3D representations of uh, The Simpsons yeah. and other characters. Yeah. Interacting <laughs> with you Living in your and me. real life. They'll come home with you. I'm afraid another volleyball uh, alarm went off, Kevin. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. Volleyballers, I'm sorry. <laughs> look. Look, here's the ping volleyball. If you, if you lose and just... just if you're on a beach, just kick dust over the, the lines. Yeah, don't be win. afraid. Don't be afraid to play dirty. Call them names. Don't be afraid to play dirty. Tackle if you them. know members of their family, threaten them by name. Just uh, as you're hitting the ball and as they're hitting the back, hitting the ball back, just yell out a family member's name of theirs and it'll throw them off. <laughs> just keep doing I'm your that. your long lost son. <laughs> Do whatever it takes to win. That's what we're saying. That's right. Just, just don't take heed. Just jump right into it. That's volleyball, baby. That's volleyball. There's that's the that's the beautiful thing about volleyball. There's no rules. There's no rules. There's never ever been any rules. It's just raw instinct and violence. <laughs> it's always that's what yeah, they've always it's, said about it's it. It's always been yeah. It's always been the uh, the most human game. I think you get to see the true. The human emotions at their m- strongest and most basic. You know that's that, that's why we took this deal, Kevin. It's vi- it's visceral. Volleyball <laughs> is, is, is as as visceral it's as the life most itself. visceral sport. Yeah. All right. Well, well, that that leads us into a into a, a nice transition. I, I guess that's that pretty much does it for most of my questions here, Kevin. I have one about the sets of Riverdale, but I don't I don't think you went to the shooting locations. <laughs> No, I didn't. We wanted to. We wanted to go to the uh, place where they film. Where <laughs> I found the place where they uh, filmed Pops for the pilot, but it was in Canada, and we weren't. We weren't able to get there because it was just a little bit too far away. Oh, that but stinks! If I would have if it is. If it was within my reach, I absolutely would have been <laughs> gone to Riverdale. Excellent. Uh, did you go to any sort of iconic shooting locations? Oh yeah, we went to uh, Twin Peaks Town. It yeah. was great. We went to the diner, and it was like there were places like when I went to the uh, Ghostbusters Firehouse. Like it was cool to see it, but uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have the feeling from it that I was expecting that I would have, where I would feel fulfilled. But I absolutely did feel that from the diner. It's full of like they got a like a huge wall full of like Twin Peaks memorabilia. Uh, it is, it's yeah, it's pe- like Sounds you know fantastic. the scenes where the the characters have been sitting in these things, and now you're sitting in the booth. It's you. Yeah. you are the Twin Peaks now. Yeah, I feel like if I went there, I've 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 seen Twin Peaks so much over the years that it, it would be really really weird for me to be there. Like yeah, I just kind of freak it out. Is, but it's, yeah, it's super. It's super cool. It's really yeah, cool sure. to be there. Sounds neato. Um, yeah, I can't remember where else we want to go. I really wanted to. Well, we we wanted to go to uh, Goblin Valley where they shot the Alien Planet from Galaxy Quest with all the <laughs> those uh, 
those alien babies who are nice and then evil, but it was just a little bit too far away. But we'll get uh, we'll get there next time. I'll yep. take some take some good picks for you, Jace. I know Thank you're you. a big fan of Galaxy I've, Quest. I've been asking for years for you to go there, frankly, and it's <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Frank. It's I'm, my patience is wearing a little thin. To be it's honest, it's wearing a little thin. To be honest, you know, I'm getting weary with this one. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Uh, did you, what what would you say is the best thing you you ended up eating in America? I know food is a big element of travel, or at least it was while I was while I was in Japan last year. In and Out was was really good there. So they have mm. that's like a fast food place. They just make like the menu is really small. They just have like burgers and and double burgers and like milkshakes and not really much else. But then there's also like secret stuff you get it like animal style where they a mustard grilled burger and grilled onions and and stuff so we got we got that a lot Jacinta loved that so we kept going back to to in and out um what else did I have that I really liked I had a jalapeno burger at the uh double r diner which I liked a lot did you get some pie yeah we did get some pie we got the pie with the ice cream it was pretty good I was not expecting mm. it but it was uh they served it with soft serve ice cream which is I don't know, just not what I would, not what I expected, right? But whatever, <laughs> I mean, it was still good. Um, Yummy. And all the we had pastrami in in New York had some pastrami sandwiches which were very very good. So I'm looking to, I found a couple of places in Melbourne that'll do pastrami for me. So I'm excited to go there and try it again. It's a very tasty. Going on a pastrami quest. Sounds good. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you can only get in America. We tried a bunch of cereals. Um, we've had fruity pebbles. We had that was the best one because it's just like, it's like tiny rice bubble sized corn flakes, but they are Fruit Loops, <laughs> so they just <laughs> taste like Fruit Loops. Yeah, I had Apple Jacks. I had uh, what Lucky else Charms. Have? Reese's Pieces uh, a cereal. Lots of different American cereals. It was exciting to try them. Lots of different things to, to clog those arteries up. Yeah, absolutely. Different like Twinkies and stuff, all kinds of stuff that you can only get in America. We tried, yeah, we tried a whole bunch of stuff. Um, what was GDC like when you when you went there at first? Just a a quick. It was okay. It was it was a very it was very weird because we kind of that was the first place we went, so we just came down. It was. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got at the airport. We didn't have our like SIM cards yet, and we ended up having to take like a like a eighty dollar Uber to get to our Airbnb, which was uh, you know not expecting. It was a pretty rough start, uh, and then you know the place, the kind of neighborhood we were staying in, it was uh, I don't know what to say about it. It was a bit scary, you know. That even like the whole city, there's uh, it was kind of. You know, all the all the like homeless people in uh, San Francisco. It's very confronting. You know, we've got mm. it's it's uh, there's just a lot. There's just a lot, and it's uh, it's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, for but sure. GDC was good. We went. To, I kind of I went in and I had just the expo pass. I mean, I probably wouldn't do it with the expo pass again. I was kind of it was kind of my bad because I didn't really go. Um, Especially at just the start of the trip, I was not that kind of prepared to uh, be going out there and being confident, which is kind of what 
what you would need to do, I think, to get uh, to get the most out of it. But uh, you know, I know what it's like now. So next time I uh, go back, I'll be able to do a better job. Yeah, I mean, coming coming straight off a plane uh, to to jump right yeah. into San Francisco and video games and stuff like that. It's a, it's a lot yeah, to it was a lot to process. Yeah, we got some. I got some. Uh, you know, met up with some friends. Got some uh, people that I n- met on Twitter, and they came and played uh, played the cowboy prototype. So you know, it was fun. There was. Uh, I got a um, <laughs> Microsoft was giving away these promotional little card games. It's called Microsoft Game Studio Stacker, where you like you like hire people and like develop games, and there's like these power-up cards which are like oh you used uh microsoft uh, i don't know like azure or like the windows play store oh you got a bonus points oh nice pretty funny i just went and i saw uh so yeah part of the expo floor i saw the like in uh experimental game showcase so there was some fun stuff there there was uh like a two-player game where you're you're like racing trains but the way you control it is you each have a shovel and you physically are shoveling little pieces of coal into a furnace. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Whoever shovels the most in, uh, yeah, get it moving faster. There was one where it was, uh, it's like, (laughs) it's an arcade cabinet and people kind of play it normally from the outside, but then on the inside there's space for like kind of a dungeon master who... Who can like change the way the game is and like add in new uh, new obstacles and stuff? So that was an interesting idea. Totally, that's very cool. A lot of fun stuff coming those, out of the yeah, GDC. Yeah, those are the ones I remember. Right. I don't know what I don't know what else to to ask about your America trip, Kevin. It sounds like you've done so much. Do you have any Do you have any highlight real moments? You haven't, you we haven't got gone lots over, of good. We got lots of patches from everywhere. So I got a cool jacket now with all the patches. We in the kind of second part, we visited heaps and heaps of different national parks. My favorite one mm. was the uh, the Red Redwood National Park. It's in kind of North California. The it just has a bunch of redwoods and it's really nice and it's really pretty. Um, there was a there's a part where there's like a trail where they have a seasonal bridge. So they only put the bridge in in summer. Uh, but further down, we were able to kind of climb across a log across the across the creek or the the river or whatever, and so we got to be on this trail all by ourselves. And it's all you know, it's all the the kind of trees, the redwoods. They have stuff in their kind of wood and their bark which stops them from rotting. So they'll kind of fall over, and then they just like they just keep falling over on top of each other. And there's ferns and stuff and you yeah it was really it was really cool there's all kinds of different like you get to see especially on that trail that we went on you got to see it's like here's all different ways of experiencing a tree here's one where it's like you can walk inside it and it's standing up here's one where it's on its side and you can walk in it and it's like the size of it being in the submarine and all kinds of different uh redwood experiences did you encounter any bears on your travels? We did not encounter any bears. At one point, <laughs> we thought maybe we did because it was one of the... A lot of the camping places we went in California, they have the uh, bear lockers for you to put your food bears away in? in so the bears can't get it. Yeah. And sometimes... Uh, 
some of the ones we went to, it was just like, yeah, put your stuff, put your food and like anything scented, like your bath stuff or whatever in the, uh, in the, in the bear locker or leave it in your car. But when we went to Yosemite there, it was like, no, do not leave it in the car. The bears have learned how to bust into your car. You must take it out and put it in the bear locker. And then that one night we were there, we thought we heard, you know, bear sounds from outside. But looking back, we definitely did not. We were just had bears on the brain <laughs> and heard someone walking around. You got you got old bear brain on. Yeah, I got the I got the bear brain. I was looking out for the uh my pick in the kibasco. <laughs> I love Yogi Bear. Um <laughs> how are your so your camping experiences overall, Kevin? A, a big highlight? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it it was a it, like it was a lot. Eventually, you know, after you you kind of a month of of the camping, you're yeah, kind of I bet. ready to be done with it. We wanted to go to Yellowstone, but as we got kind of, you know, as we got closer, it just got colder and colder. And then we we're like looking at the at the forecast, and it's like if you get to Yellowstone, it's gonna be like a negative twelve degrees at night, and we just we we were not equipped to really deal with that um but yeah it was good it was it was it was worth it i think it probably you know it would have saved us money versus uh you know staying in hotels or whatever we got, went to walmart we got you know 300 bucks all our camp and stuff and uh you know a bunch of food and went out and had at it it was pretty good did you do any uh did you bring any video games along with you to play Maybe not just on hiking, just on your yeah, trip in general. Yeah, I brought, I brought my Switch along. I was playing, uh, what was I playing? Wizard of Legend? Legend? And then later on I got uh, uh, Gato Roboto, the, uh, the, the Devolver one where you're a cat in the, in the mech suit. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a little bit of hubbub about that game. Yeah, I, I finished it. It was pretty good. It didn't do anything kind of big and special and new. It was, you know, it was well executed for what it was, but it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a kind of a basic Metroidvania, but uh, they juiced up a lot of the stuff. They had a fun kind of UI where it was, uh, like, if you shoot your missiles too much, it has, like, a little fan that's, like, <laughs> cools down the temperature of your suit so you can shoot them again. All right. Played a bunch of <laughs> also... <laughs> For a lot of the camping, the uh, we didn't have any like electricity, so all we could really be able to charge was our phones. And so I ended up uh, playing uh, some Kingdom, a lot of Kingdom Rush with Jacinta, and then she got absolutely hooked on Kingdom Rush and was playing it all the time. <laughs> the classic. Well, it sounds like a fabulous trip, Kevin. Yeah, it was. Um, I I think it was really useful for me, you know. Before I left, I I feel like I was kind of stuck in a bit of a rut and feeling like, you know, it was, you know, so difficult to get, you know, make video games and do it good and not be at this, uh, you know, my day job that I didn't particularly enjoy. Uh, But coming back, uh, you know, I got a lot of drive. I kind of realized that, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. I can, I can just quit and get a different job, and I can put effort into these things and uh, really do the best that I can, so it can take off. And I'm excited to do that. You know, I'm gonna keep doing the streams. Gonna 
work a lot, gonna get some game stuff out. It's gonna be good. It's time to make it. It's time to make it happen. You know, you can you can sit. Uh, you know, I can complain that my day job is is bad and let it kind of drain me of the energy I have to work on the video game stuff. But kind of ultimately, that's not. That's just treading water, right? That's not gonna yeah. get you to where you need to go. So. That's I think that's kind of what what I've realized, and that's uh, that's what I'm focusing on now, and it feels good. It feels good to uh, take the reins and be in control of your own destiny. As my uncle always said, you can sit and spin, or you can <laughs> stand and win. You know. That's a cl- the classic saying. That's what, that's what he's always been saying. It's been going down my family in generations. It's a it's keepsake. It's basically. yeah. It's almost the only thing he says, which is uh, you know, it's difficult for a lot of the people in his life. <laughs> yeah, they don't don't particularly like it about him. Um, but if you'd like to join us on our journey, as always, our Twitter is at Sky Pirate Radio. You can uh, ask us any questions at, at I believe it's questions at skypiratestudios.com. dot com. Yes, if you want to email us and send through a question, we'll talk about it on the podcast. We still have a question about what are the uh, <laughs> what are the good game design books, and I have been thinking about it for you know the past <laughs> year or however long it is since we got that question. There is an answer coming for you, I promise. I, I thought I thought we answered that question. Ah, uh, did we? Okay, maybe, but we can answer it again. Well, then I've just been know. I've just been thinking about it. The number one is The Art of Game Design by Jesse Shell. So that's that's basically all you need to know about that one. But yeah, definitely uh, definitely a lot going on on our front moving forward. So so uh, keep your ears to the train tracks, as always. Come, come and join in. Come see the streams. Uh, listen to the podcast. Soon you, it's, there's going to be a whole uh, Sky Pirates media empire for you to enjoy. Yeah, we're going to have uh, post-credit stingers that'll be teasing yeah, our next... You bet next piece of content uh it's, it's gonna be huge um the the next huge uh, cinematic universe over at it's sky coming. Radio. It's, bru- it's been brewing for a long time but it's time for it to uh to to rise up finally be unleashed thank you everybody uh have a good time until the next podcast bye bye bye